Are you ready? Stay like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to the RSVP Maybe podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. We have arrived. We've been struggling, but we've arrived. <laughs> barely making it, barely hanging on by a thread, but we are here. We are showing up. And we are ready to record for you. Yes. So today is, well, when this airs, it'll be October 3rd, which is Mean Girls Day, as Anna was pointing out to me earlier. I was. He asked what day it was, and I told him, it's October 3rd. I and think that's the line. Something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Um... But that was, so this is Aaron for you on Monday, and Anna has an update for us on her little, on her little adventure in the poll. So what, we, people voted, and Anna <laughs> did. Time out. <laughs> You're, at, at my brain, the way that you just said adventure in the poll, took oh, that in a very yeah. <laughs> different context. I can see how you could take that in a different context. I can see So I just want to clarify. <laughs> The poll that we put up about whether or not I would show It was a up. vote, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Anna had an expediting situation. I and did. did you go or did you not go? Wait, I don't have a drum roll. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now, did you go or did you not go? I did go. So, for everybody that voted that I wasn't going to show up, you're wrong. And I'm standing by the fact that you owe me $5, even though that was not previously not discussed. <laughs> um, you can't just add on things to a bet. It doesn't work that way. Well, it does in my book. I don't even know who we're betting. But anyways, I'm glad you went. So let's talk about this, because you put yourself out there. I did. And I did. we're vulnerable in a real world, real world situation with real people in a room trying to meet other people, mm -hmm. which actually, uh, shout out to the expediting service. I don't know what, what it's called. The, I think it, it's literally it's expediting. expediting. Yeah. Shout out to them because um, what a great, great thing to be doing for young singles, like to have events like this for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, because here, the guys had to put themselves out on a line. Oh, also. yeah, it was both I mean, sides for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, not everyone showed up from what I am understanding. So they took the fee. So they took the fee. Mm -hmm. I was, you're, we were supposed to be 10 minutes early. The ladies were supposed to be 10 minutes early. I think I was maybe like three minutes early. But when I walked in, they were like, are you Anna or Ashley? And I was like, naturally, I'm like one of the last people. So, but I made it. She almost died getting there, but she made it. This is true. I drove way too fast because I didn't want to be late. They said, don't be late. We have to start at seven because mm -hmm. there's there were supposed to be like ten tables. There was only eight tables, so I guess that means we were oh, down yeah. four. Um, we did not start at seven, but whatever. Well, and so I like the way it was set up. She sent me a picture. I of did. I the was the way that the table tables were. Eight. So the ladies sat at a table, and then the men are the ones that go around to each table. So I was table number eight. I was the last table. 
I kind of like that. So you don't have to be moving around that. That would be kind of yeah. cool. I was right? good with it. I liked it. Well, so I, like I'm looking at the thing, you know, and I like here because it's very so each person and I'm not going to read their names or anything because we didn't get permission. But like each person has whether or not they've been married, whether or not they have kids, what their job is and like uh, something they like to do, it looks like or I think it was like maybe it was hobbies or a fact about you or something like okay. that. I can't remember what the questions were. I did like uh, one of them for job he said i go to work i gave him props for that one because i thought it was funny Mm -hmm. but anyways long story short i did not have any matches i did not meet anybody worth moving forward with however there was one of them there that um the model train guy Mm. his hobby is model trains which is fine right like you do your thing however he took it a step further and he brought a printout like six page printout stapled together of the different like model trains that he builds so he's pretty into it so it was like a whole presentation it was very very got pretty serious pretty quickly yeah (laughs) i know all about his model trains man but yeah well i feel like to be to be fair okay even though i'm not into it um my parents friends have this train thing for their grandkids but their friend's been into this my when I was a kid he had this train thing and it's like a whole city and it's like this it goes around the whole basement and there's like different cities around and it's basically like remember that movie where the kid goes into um the train that it's like a cartoon it's the Mm, Lego movie maybe it's the Lego movie they Uh come out and they're playing with their dad's model train so anyways, that it's obviously a level of like, oh, we're into this hobby. Oh, yeah. No, he was definitely all in. And I, I did say, I did tell him I have uh, cousins. Some of my cousins um, that I grew up with have the same similar like setup, model train setup. Like it's got the little towns and the little houses and buildings. And then the train just chugs along on its little path. Well, and don't model trains now today also get like, I don't know. This is so dumb. We're even talking about this. Um, they can go like different speeds. Like you can make them fast or slow that or I whatever. So we'd have to ask. Him. Anyways, that's cool that you met someone who was very open about their hobby, whether or not it would have been perceived as cool. I think that's pretty actually. Cool. I mean, I'm fine with him being open about the hobby. However, I didn't need a full presentation on it. That He's was a little, engineer. a little clearly extra, a little extra was not my jam, but it was fine. I am glad that I put myself out there. Yeah, I'm proud of you for going, And I met a hot British man. Okay, so I want to talk about this. (laughs) So Anna goes to this expediting scenario, and she's talking to these guys at these tables, and she texts me, there's a guy, he just bought me a drink and told me he's at table 10 or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And, And then she's like, yeah, he's from England, and he's going back in a week. And I was like, wait, what? And then she's, I'm like, is he even there for the thing? No. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so leave it to you to go to, this is so typical That's of women true. in general, but like. Especially uh, me. You know, like, I'm going to meet the one person and be attracted to the one person who is unavailable, who is um, not lives in this country, does not live <laughs> here, like has no intention of being here permanently. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's just so. <laughs> 
how it goes. But I will say, now this could have been a meet cute like in a rom-com, right? Like I will say that you could have met this person and even though he wasn't a part of the event, it could have been, been someone. Well, it's because when I met him, I was on a break. We had like a break in between. And oh, so I okay. had gotten, I went to the bar, I got another glass of wine mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a refill. Um, and I was walking back. And as I turned to like walk back to the table, one of the hosts was coming in and he, him and I like ran into each other and I accidentally spilled wine on him, but he ran into me. In my on defense. purpose, Anyways, of course. So the guy was sitting at the bar. He was sitting right there. And uh, I was talking to him after as I was, like, trying to help clean up or whatever. And that's when he was like, oh, my name is – I don't – I'm going to bleep out the name, I guess. But uh, he's like, I'm not part of this. But then he wrote on his napkin. He was like, but I'll, I'll be table number nine if you want to come talk to me after. And I was like, hell, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll see you there, British guy. I'll be there. <laughs> Well, but here, here's the thing. If he was, if he lived here, maybe it could have been a thing, but he does not live here. But guys, when I say British accent, I mean full on British accent with sleeves, tattoo mm, sleeves. He's from England. so <sighs> Well, so here. He was a beautiful, beautiful man. You had, I'm proud of you because you went, Thank which you. I think is a difficult situation to kind of, you sign up for it. It's one of those things I feel like you could sign up for it. You get excited about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And especially because you did have to sign up so far in advance. Yeah. Right. But you went through with it. You followed through mm-hmm. and you showed up for yourself, I'm going to say, because yeah. you could have not showed up and it would have been the same scenario and there would not be, you would not know any different. Right. Mm-hmm. But because you showed up for yourself, and went to this thing and put yourself out on the on a limb to meet people. You grew a little smidge. Mm-hmm. You learned some lessons, um, and you also decided you're downloading Hinge again. I did re-download Hinge. I did, and I have a, a date for tomorrow night. So, you know, stay tuned on that one. I guess we'll just have a. I don't know, diary of my dating life. Oh, sure. We'll add it into the mix. (laughs) But no, I am, even though I didn't meet anybody, like didn't match with anybody, I am glad that I went. Like you said, I I think I I showed up for myself. I did something that was way out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like I am not that type of person at all. I'm a very, I like my house. I like to stay in my bubble. I am not the type of person that is walking into something where I know I'm I don't know anybody and I'm going to be meeting a bunch of strangers like in a dating aspect. I felt like too, I had to lead a lot of the conversations. So that was also kind of interesting. I feel like, yeah, it would be more, I don't know. I feel like men, I could see why that I could see why that would be the case. Actually. I was at first I was like, like kind of caught off guard by it, but then I was just like, whatever. But yeah. So it's interesting. Um, the whole concept of the expediting. I, I mean, I think it really shows you're here at the very minimum. It shows the level of dedication to which one, those ma- potential matches and two, the women that are sitting there are willing to go to mm-hmm. meet a person of real mm-hmm. raw character that like is a real person is not just trying to send a dick pic or whatever, like is actually trying to build, meet someone to have a relationship with and build yeah. a life with. Yeah. 
no, it's, uh, you, yeah, everyone there was serious. They were intentional about finding somebody. And, I mean, everyone, it's the same story for everyone. Sick of the dating apps and, like you said, wanting to put themselves out there, being willing to put themselves out there to see if, like, the real-life thing could work versus the dating apps. And it's not a no to never doing it again, maybe that specific event. I don't know. But it's not a no to not, like, maybe going to, like, a singles bowling mixer. I'm terrible at bowling. Whatever. I'd ta- rather I don't do care top what golf. Let's go to top golf. Bowling Fine, a top golf mixer. That's expensive. I don't know if anyone would do that. But I'd be down for it. So if anyone's listening, you should set that up because I feel like that'd be fun. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a very competitive person. I could become like a Yenta. I could be like a matchmaker. Do it. Because Anna brings guys around and I'm like, no. Bleep. <laughs> blast. No. <laughs> I need like a blast gun for the people that Anna chooses to date. Because they are all unavailable. This is true. Uh, disconnected, self-centered, self-seeking individuals who care more about themselves. She has one person in mind. Is she saying all of this? I know. I'm that. not just saying one person. I know, but I know that you're thinking yeah. of one specific person. Yeah. Um, and then Anna, in true, in true fashion, <laughs> true. True fashion, when like most women, when she has a guy who's like sending her a birthday ba- basket full of stuff and like talking about a house and all the stuff, she's like, not interested. I'm dumping him. <laughs> not attracted to him at all. <laughs> okay. Listen. So working on, but this is part of the personal growth, I think, with a lot of people. And when they go through health, like mental health sort of struggles or stress or um, self-confidence issues or the women I coach, a lot of them, um, same are the same as you. Um, but, like, you are not, you're still broken enough that you're, you're not, bro- I don't want to say you are broken enough. Your picker, the people that you pick to be with are is still fractured. And in that regard, until you fix the filter within yourself, the the picker's always, it's going to remain the way that it is until that one, I don't know what piece it is for you or for the other person or for, I mean, I know for you, but like for anyone else, like, I don't know what that one piece within you that has to shift is. Usually it's a confidence piece Mm -hmm. and usually it's a piece that has fought through the chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Calmed the storm inside your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and not brain bleeding, but like, I mean, honestly, like it's usually you've calmed the storm and the chaos within and in your external circumstances enough to know that like, okay, I don't want to keep dating the same guy who's going to fuck me over, who's mm-hmm. going to hurt me, who's going to uh, treat me like a doormat, who's going to not appreciate me for me because you have worked enough on, on the personal development to grow enough to say I'm worth more than being a doormat or something to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. It took time for me. It's taking time for you. You're getting there. I think I'm getting there. I mean, the ending of my last relationship, I think, was... The most mature. It was... She put herself first and did not, like, sacrifice her um, integrity in any way, shape, or form. My husband is a therapist. She wrote this message to this dude and, like... My husband was like, I want to use this example for my clients. Like, it was so phenomenal the way that you worded the way that you were feeling, the way that you 
were able to articulate like this is not okay and why this is not okay and then move into like the the whole thing was perfect it was flaw I mean I know it was hard for you I hate to like no yes. I mean but no the thing I want to point out with that was that it's not it's not like in those moments like I mean confidence for me is is definitely something I struggle with so mm -hmm. it wasn't like and self-love, right? I mean, you know that. Yeah. So those moments or that time when I like had to make that decision or like have those conversations with him, I wasn't feeling all of this like confidence or self-love, but I knew like the only way that I could get to that point to like loving myself was to take the steps to do it. Even if I wasn't necessarily feeling it, like I knew in my gut, like this is yeah. what, you know? So I think... It's not, I mean, I get wrapped up in thinking it's going to be this, like, feeling. But a lot of the times it's just, I think, well, making no, decisions but that... But you also made a decision based off of you. I mean, here, you flat out said, I've worked too hard and I've come too far to, like, backpedal all the way to the beginning now. Mm -hmm. And that was the truth. Mm -hmm. Then and it still is. So I think that when you do a level of work to the level of which you have gone to heal yourself from, from trauma and tragedy and um, pain is not everyone can see the way that you saw that situation, which led me to believe you were like one level closer to like closing this one chapter. And then mm -hmm. of course moving into the next disaster <laughs> the way we all do. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, loving yourself is hard. Loving yourself for yeah. women in particular, men too, but women for sure, um, it's hard to live in a world that tells you you're aging too fast, you look, the wrinkles are, you know, I mean, it's not mm -hmm. easy mm -hmm. where it's like youth and beauty and, and a six-pack and double D boobs and but be mm -hmm. a size zero. Like, Airbrushed and I mean, all of the filtered stuff. And, and the filters today, geez Louise, I swear to God, some people should not be allowed to filter their own <laughs> pictures, I'm just saying. They look... <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. They Over look like filter. cartoon char yeah. characters. I'm like, that doesn't even look like you. Yeah. Why did we do that to ourselves? I can't imagine having social media the way that we have it now if I was younger. Like okay. if I was in high school or junior high, there's no, like talk about like low, struggling with self-esteem and confidence. No. There's no way. No. Like, can't even wrap my brain around. I was trying to think about the other day when I was in high school, because I graduated in the 90s, I know, 1998, close to the Y2K millennium. But um, I actually had a thought the other day, like, would people have been as mean as they were if we would have been documented the way that kids are documented today? And I thought, no, yeah, they probably would have. Because, like, no, at that people are day still, and age, it yeah. was, I mean... The shit people did in my school was like an episode of 90210. We went to a party once, and my friend Rachel dated a lot of guys. Willingly did they would willingly dated her, but they put like a tally on the wall of all the guys. Oof. Like it was disgusting. The, and but man. and then we stay at the party. None of us leave. We're all yeah. like, "Come on, Rach, get over." Like that's the way it was. Like everyone just tolerated it. Yeah. Like being bullied. It mm -hmm. was just a part of being in high school, mm -hmm. you know? I had people, they keyed an anarchy sign into my car door because they were having a party. They had sent out invitations, and then my mom found the invitation, and our parents were, like, friends. And my mom, in conversation, not even like, hey. You not, know, like, intentional. She, yeah. yeah, they were just talking about something, and she's like, you're pretty brave to be having a Halloween party. And they were like, what? 
Ooh. And that was that. And so yeah. the party got canceled. And so these guys came and literally keyed the anarchy Jesus. symbol in my door of my car. It was awesome. Yeah, that's that's one way to do it, I guess. I mean, those that have egging, my car would be egged, toilet papered. Um, people would put bologna on your car because it's supposed to like eat the paint. Oh, gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I mean, here. The 90s were not for the faint of heart, okay? You had to be rugged on the streets to get through life. Uh, I kind of feel like I grew up in a bubble. I did. Well, you lived with the Amish. They were not actually Amish. Amish, Amish. I honestly, I don't think I'm, like, naive and sane. I mean, we were definitely a small town. We had one high school. I think there there was less than 200. I was... I don't know the exact amount, but there was way less than 200 in my graduating class. That's like everyone from the town, right? So small town. Mm -hmm. And obviously you've got like the different cliques of people, but I don't think there was ever really a whole lot of like the super mean stuff. Like even like the popular kids were still just as nice and friendly with like the band geeks. Yeah. Band geeks. <laughs> Which may have been me. It's one time at band camp. Although I was like, yeah, one time at band camp. You guys, Anna told me that she was in a band very recently. <laughs> I have known her for two and a half years, right? Something Roughly. Like that. And very well, obviously, as her first her life coach, <laughs> and then like moving through and navigating like a new relationship and like read whatever, like becoming very close. She's like a part of our family now. And I have known her, like, where I believe she tells me everything. Like, she, there's very little, like, that you don't walls know. that we don't know about each other. And so <laughs> she said, casually drops. Like, when I was, you know, when I was playing in the band, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought oh, you were knew. you, like, in a band, like, in the, like, a band, like, you played at, like, local coffee shops? Or she's no, like, no, no, like, the marching band. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, even, like, trying to... Picture. picture that in my brain is hard for me to even like oh there are pictures i'm sure there are that will forever remain hidden it was not something i'm gonna text dave and find those oh my pictures. god he will and yeah. then i'm gonna put them on social media please don't it's not my finest moment it was not i didn't you said it was fun no i did not <laughs> i li- those words literally never came out of my mouth i fucking hated it i hated it but my father really wanted me to do it and you can use that skill of playing the trumpet or it what? Did, it's not the trumpet <laughs> every time she says it's the trumpet it was not the trumpet what was it again well for marching band it was the mellophone <laughs> the what <laughs> the mellophone so do you get the to play the mellophone French today horn. well actually it's funny you say this i was just texting my friend jackie earlier because she was also a band geek but oh um yesterday no friday because I'm on, like, all of these stupid Facebook groups for, like, my high school that I graduated from and then, obviously, the band stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just had the 100-year anniversary of, like, the like our town's band or whatever was around for 100 years, so it was alumni night. So there was, like, 160 alumni playing with the band on Why Friday. didn't you go? Uh, immediately, no. I think that would have been fun. Uh-uh. No. I was so there were some kids from my like my graduating class that were there and I was thinking about it and I was like I don't even think I would remember 
how to I feel like you'd get out that field and be like. (laughs) (laughs) But I did watch the video and I remembered all the songs, but I don't think I'd remember how to like. We played good songs. Did you play like the fight song? Well, yeah, obviously. Fight song, alma mater. Hey, we were a good marching band, though. Like we were known. My band, when we were in high school, they were state, like, tri-state champions or whatever. Like, they won, like, everything. But, yeah, so I guess I'm I'm a band geek. But all of that to say, we digress. I don't think that we had as much, somehow, at least my grade, there wasn't really, I feel like, a lot of bullying. Like, I feel like, for the most part, everyone got along and still does to this day. Which I know is obviously not the norm, but yeah, I I don't know. I, today I feel like Gabby doesn't. Oh wait, here's my high school fight song. Okay, is it playing? No. Well, that was dumb. That is. It's a great it. fight song, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Me either, and I. It's not just our things. They're just, it's just not there. Well, I like sing this all the song all the time because Paisley keeps cheering. Like the, she's in this little cheer team that does my, um, like the they R O R O R. Oh, here it is. YouTube will get the joy of watching her do the actual cheer. We're the school with spirit, pep, and fight. Were you a cheerleader? Because I'm getting some major cheerleader vibes right now. No. (laughs) No, I was not. We had like a cheer, like our student section was like super involved, actually. Like we had like, there were like two guys in the senior and junior classes, and then they would hand down this baton for like this cheer, like everyone. It was really into it. Like mm-hmm. the section would be like super. We would cheer with the cheerleaders. Like it was a kind of fun. It was fun to go to basketball games and football games um, when you weren't crying in a bathroom from being bullied that week, or you weren't a part of the band and forced right. to be there. No, it um, bullying. I think because Gabby is a senior, and I don't really know of. She's not dealt with anything, to my knowledge. I mean, she's tells me everything. I so I, don't I feel see. like she would tell you. Um, but I haven't even seen her really even or had her discuss people being bullied, especially in the way that we were bullied when I was in school, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it was, I mean, there were some kids, it was just relentless. I mean, in here, I went to school, um, I graduated in 1998, and the year right after I graduated was the Columbine mm-hmm. kids had shot up mm-hmm. the school. And that, to me, was like, I didn't understand um, how that like I was like wait they like shot their like wait what Mm -hmm. and it's like they have the black trench coat and like a lot of the band guys in our band wore those coats and um they were like really cool and uh for the pantos um the pantos but like I mean when I think back on some of the kids that were relentlessly picked on I mean just never like, nobody ever, like, Adam Kreps, this kid, God, I don't even know what happened to him, but my God, my entire academic career as a kid, that poor kid was picked on through senior year, like, made fun of, tripped, binders pushed out of his hand, and then people just saying mean, mean stuff to him all the time. It's like, how do you bounce back from that as an adult, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, that is horrible, 
a lot of therapy. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like there's, yeah, that stuff weight like that weighs on you. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like. No, and teen. So the speaking of Mean Girls, the movie Mean Girls, like we, that was very much how it was in my school. Like there's no, it's not an exaggeration aside from the like lunging scenes in the movie. Like that is exactly how school was. The The lunchroom was uh, fucking awful if you were on the outs with people. Like it was like constant talking behind people's back, constant like having to figure out who was doing what, who was saying. I mean, it was horrible. Like there was for sure Regina George, you know, I don't know. I think that things have gotten better, um, but they're not there with girls and the bullying. Boys and the bullying, I feel like, is better because there's, I feel like there's so many, like, my daughter's school has cameras in it, like, and not, like, to, I mean, yeah, to watch them, but, like, these kids are so used to being, like, ring doorbell cameras, cameras in people's homes, cameras Mm -hmm. on people's backyards, like, cameras on their phones, like, People, they're so used to being recorded all the time and knowing that their life is literally documented, like anywhere that they go, that I feel like there's a different level of nonsense that happens. Mm. I think a lot of stuff probably happens over like Snapchat. A lot of people, I know a lot of the kids use Snapchat because Snapchat disappears and I use air quotes because Mm -hmm. it doesn't, nothing ever disappears from the internet. But in their minds, it disappears. So, like, they can say whatever the fuck they want, and it's going to disappear in, like, 24 hours. So I'm, I feel like a lot of stuff probably happens on there. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I can't, I know, I mean, we had MySpace when I was in high school. You know, your top nine. Tom. I liked him. Tom was, you know, the best. <laughs> what happened like, to that guy? I don't know. Is he still rich, I wonder? Probably. Good question. He's got to be, right? I don't know. I'm stumped. Technical difficulties. You would think this camera would be able to record more than... Hardcore. We can't even... We can't... I can't record anymore because the card is full. We are trying to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> so we are recording this episode, video recording it. Yes. And also, uh, just heads up, we are um, moving like after show program onto Patron, which will be Patreon, Patreon whatever. Patreon. We'll be um, more interactive and also a little bit more light than a lot of the topics we talk about. Obviously, clearly today is not like a heavy, heavy topic, but we do talk about some some shit on this show so um but that being said uh make sure that you subscribe go to our website at rsvmaybe.com and subscribe so that you can become get on the list to be notified when we get the patreon when we are you know when youtube videos are dropping and when like all that stuff is going when we finally get all of our tech shit figured out (laughs) i feel like that'll be a monumental moment for us i have my end figured out do we we do all right, we'll go with that. Whatever helps you sleep at night. I set up something to alarm me all the time. Got it set up completely. No, I know that. I was talking about just our issues today. No, I can't figure that out. That's never <laughs> happening. 
Never. So um, real quick, we'll just jump in about um, the ADHD in women because it's National ADHD Month or something. Isn't that why we chose it? <laughs> I don't no. know why we chose it. We probably Nothing chose it because matters. we <laughs> had ADHD in a moment and we were like, we should probably talk about this. We should talk about it. Um, Nothing like getting into the actual topic 32 minutes into the episode. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of I ADHD. I like this has been a pretty good episode anyway, so I'm not like too concerned about it, but um, this whole episode is an example of ADHD yes, and how in real it life, works. IRL. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a lot to be said, obviously, and we're not going to cover it today because we do not want to go over this like 40-minute mark. It just is not worth it unless it's a very serious topic, and then in which case... I make exceptions, right? right. Yeah. Um, but I think that in women in particular, ADHD is so underdiagnosed and it correlates with depression and it correlates with trauma. And they're so enmeshed that it is so hard to figure out what it is you're suffering from. So I guess I'll just say, if you are struggling with depression and you're on depression meds or you are struggling with ADHD but you still feel all these feelings that you feel like the medication should be helping, I would encourage you to speak to your doctor about like testing you for the opposite, either PTSD, depression, or ADHD if you have not been tested that route. Because I was reading, I think it's something like 84% of women go undiagnosed with ADHD until they're in their like 30s or something. I believe Which is it. like so crazy to me. Um, cause I was diagnosed when I was 16. So here's the thing. ADHD wasn't around when I was a kid, little kid in elementary. Like we didn't, there were kids that were very inattentive and unfocused, but like that was not a thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in high school, it became a thing only because kids started abusing Ritalin. That was like a thing. Um, and so that was when they started diagnosing it. But like once I got diagnosed, it's like I shut out the rest of kind of the world about it and I didn't realize that there was this whole influx of everyone has ADHD everyone has mm -hmm. ADD like I didn't I miss like that boat I guess and then now cue today where it's like so locked down when you actually do struggle from it and the medication is so locked down and oh, you're treated God. like a I mean honestly you're treated like a second class citizen or a prisoner or in like uh, a like a junkie yeah. yeah like it's so horrific the way that the pharmacies That's treat true. you. And here, it's pro they're treating you that way because they're sick of the DEA being down their throat. Like, I'm probably getting a swag just by saying these words. Um, but, like, you know, they get fined and they get in trouble for doing stuff, releasing medications too early and whatever. So if you're not abusing it, you're punished, mm -hmm. right, because of the people who are, in fact, abusing it, selling it, distributing it, like, all of those things. The bad people, bad apples ruin it for everybody every time. Yes, they do. So if you struggle and you're like unsure why, I would encourage you to get checked because my mind is all over the place all the damn time, all day, every day. And um, I'm medicated. <laughs> <laughs> so whether or not uh, the medication has been dumbed down or altered in some way, shape, or form in the last two years is not up for debate or topic of conversation, even though I believe that it has been in a theory about it. But anyways... Um, there's, you know, there are outlets and places for you to get help. And I know just from someone who struggles with ADHD, 
and being like a woman and a mom and a wife and like the head of your household, like it is so much all the time that it is worth, um, I please get seek help and figure out if that's what it is. Because if you get medicated in the correct way, I promise you it's like a light is turned on and you feel free again. So as you're saying that, I just was thinking, I'm curious if, like, I feel like just the way that we live, like, our lives today and all of the, like, social media and technology and, like, do we think, I mean, because I almost think a lot of people could say, oh, I for sure have that. So in some situations, do we think it's actually ADHD or do we think it's, like, just the way that we live well there's just the way that you live but when you have adhd at least my take on it from being a person who has it Mm -hmm. um it's the fatigue and the drain that you feel from the way that your mind works and the relentless like fuck i forgot to do that or fuck i gotta go do this or Mm -hmm. i'm doing that god i got sucked into this like the, the ass kicking machine that you run on yourself all the fucking time um is a real thing Mm -hmm. and that becomes draining and fatiguing in its own right Mm -hmm. then there's lack of being able to pay attention i mean i had to go to this movie party with paisley on friday night and i was terrified because i'm like i can't sit through (laughs) i haven't sat through a whole movie in years i'm on tiktok i watch things in 90 seconds another thing it's like i i feel like Everybody, I've talked to other people before saying I can't even sit and watch a show anymore. No. For the same reason, because we are used to 30, 60, 90 seconds max. Yeah. And then we're on to the next thing. And I think that that's, you brought up a valid point, but I feel like people who are undiagnosed Mm -hmm. would know the fatigue that I just described. Well, there's, um, really quick, just because I thought it was interesting, uh, the ADHD side of TikTok, Mm -hmm. right? Um, there are some TikToks saying things I didn't know were signs of ADHD. So like stepping over things instead of picking them up, leaving cupboard doors open. Do I step over things and not pick them up? Does it, cause you're, that like, you're I don't, looking at me. No, I'm looking at you like for I the cupboard thing. Up. That I don't, that I don't ever notice the stepping over things, leaving cupboard doors open that I notice cause that is like a huge pet peeve of mine. I didn't know that I did that. You do it. I'm Even sure in I my do. house you do it. I'm sure I do. <laughs> Uh, there's binge eating, impulse spending, which we know well. (laughs) (laughs) This time that was used for you and not me. Yes, true. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, mood swings, trouble listening, going all out on new hobbies, and the leg thing. If you know, you know. The leg thing makes me sick. My husband is a leg. I can't. It makes me so nauseous. I actually have to be like, I'm getting motion sick. Please stop. My dad the does leg. it too. I can catch myself doing it, but I don't know. It's very random when I do it. I don't really know where that stems from. Well, it's energy yeah. coming out. Um, yeah, those are all accurate, I think. Um, I thought it was interesting. The ADHD side of TikTok I do think is interesting because I have another friend who really struggles with ADHD. And she sent me some TikToks where she was like, oh, my God, I feel seen. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had no idea, like, some of those things. But, like, other examples, she was like, I had no idea that that was, like, a sign of ADHD. Yeah. And no, so there are a lot of signs that people It know. is. It, it's super interesting to, like, see that kind of stuff. Yeah. I um, So, Pays, my youngest is not diagnosed ADHD, although 
if I were a doctor, I would diagnose her with ADHD. Um, but, you know, my husband and I both have it, so it's not like some shock to me if she, if she has it. Um, but we haven't gotten her tested because her focus is getting a little bit more reined in. But she really, really struggled with focus in her first grade class last year. And she had the fidgets and the teacher, you know, was working very diligently with her on focus. And so I got this journal for her, this ADHD and me um, kids journal that you fill out what you feel and then um, they it's like a guided kind of. But then you read this portion when you have ADHD, sometimes you may. And so it's like this written goes, any aged kid can do it to 17, but it's written even for the small, small kids to mm -hmm. like really comprehend. And I mean, she started crying like Aww. because she felt like someone understood her mm -hmm. who was writing the book. Like someone, she, it wasn't just her who had these things happening on the inside. And to me, it's one of the most powerful things that's ever happened because she was not crying because she was like upset, sad. She was crying because she felt validated yeah. that there is a reason why it's not like she's weird or mm -hmm. not normal or, you know, like that there are a lot of other kids out there who have the same neurodivergent brain as mm -hmm. her and me and Jeff and everyone else. I mean, here, one of the number one signs for little girls is talking. They used to call it, like, I was a social butterfly. That's what they called it when mm -hmm. I was a kid. I was too. But they, I mean, I would get every, my conferences my entire life. She's great, but she talks too much. She won't stop talking. Won't stop talking. <laughs> she's in so much trouble. Um, but that's obviously, like, a number one dead giveaway when you can't stop talking, can't stop talking. And so now I'm doing this so I can just keep talking. <laughs> It's working out pretty well for me, I'd say. You know, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, but I think ADHD can feel um, really lonely sometimes and really self-deprecating because you're working against yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was something else that I think I was watching or reading about it where it was touching on that too, how you're like working against yourself and how you beat, like you said, I think you said earlier when we were talking separately, but like you beat yourself up over oh, the, the things that you didn't accomplish. Like we hold ourselves to like, I mean, I'm guilty of this so much, but like we hold ourselves to these like standards or like, I don't know what. And it's, yeah, the self-deprecating, like we are so hard on ourselves like if we don't get something accomplished. Right. It gets worse, I think, when you add the, the ADHD implement, like increment into it because there's like you have a schedule, you have all the plans, you have all the tools. If you're my age, you've got tools up the giddy about like what you can do for ADHD, writing the notes, keeping the planner, having the post-its, having the stuff, having the alerts on the phone, and you'll still fucking miss the mark because you're – obsessed or hyper aware of something else that's going on um and then you're like oh like mm -hmm. you know like blast I've got to <laughs> run I've got I'm late like why did I do this but I think it gets and the older you get and if you have a family and you add kids into the mix which so then you're dealing with your own feelings and schedule and stress levels and also dealing with your kids emotions stress levels schedules and then you add a spouse on top of that and their schedule and their appointments and everyone's trying to work together but really you're just like it can be a really catastrophic experience of life um 
I mean, it can feel catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Like every day is such a fucking grind to just function. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at some people that I'm friends with and it's like the the routines and the schedules and the, the and here, my kids are pretty regimented. I do a fairly decent job with them, I think, as far as routines and keeping the bedtimes, like all those things straight. But there are like days where I like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Like, mm-hmm. and then I'm rushing and going, and I feel like other moms don't necessarily, they, like, show up with, like, their hair done. And but do we think that's always the case? I think, again, it's that, I mean, we'll always probably circle back to it, but the image that we... Yeah, but I think there are people out there who get off on the t- the type A's. Oh, yeah, for sure. The organization and true. the scale yeah. and the rigid and the, you know, like, I think there are people who get off on that. That's true. They don't understand people like me. You know, I'm a jello all together. <laughs> not your cup of tea not my cup of tea um but yeah i think that you know you're not alone if you have or struggle with adhd add even if you fall under the umbrella like sensory processing any of those things you're not alone there's so many people out there and so many women specifically undiagnosed with these disorders because mm-hmm. they just slap a band-aid on it and say it's depression or slap a band-aid on it and say it's PTSD or slap a band-aid on it and say it's anxiety or yeah. whatever. It's, I don't even, I think I don't, I don't even want to know the amount of misdiagnosis that are out there in the mental health like world because the way that they are so quick to write a script, like to just, Give well, you see, th- my theory is this is not coming from the wife of a therapist, but maybe it is coming from the <laughs> wife of a therapist. My theory is is that um, GPs should no longer be allowed to write you prescriptions oh, for mental health medication. And also, um, if you really want to know a diagnosis, ask your therapist. They're trained in school mm-hmm. to know all under the DSM five, like they know traits, characteristics. There's tests that they give, but they don't. They can't prescribe medicine. Mm-hmm. So they're not in it. They're not getting anything. They're not like doctors today are told, mm-hmm. push this, push this, push this, right? Like that's part of their job, even mm-hmm. if they want don't want to be. That's why a lot of them are transferring into functional medicine because they don't want to do that anymore. Right. But like um, I think that overall that's the problem. But I think if you really, truly, genuinely want to know like what the fuck is wrong with me, if you see a therapist – ask them Mm -hmm. and they'll give you some idea of what's going on with you and if you don't go see a therapist and just get let them get to know you through your conversations because they pick up pretty quickly my husband's not been wrong about a lot of things he said about people that like they shared he can't diagnose anyone he doesn't see anyways but he'll say something and I'll be like no no and then they share with me like a year later that they got diagnosed and I'm like Damn it. He called it. Blast! <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's good at his job. Uh, yeah, he is. But I think um, there's so many women misdiagnosed. I mean, men too, in, with mental health. But, like, truly thinking that it's depression or thinking, like, why can't I feel better if I'm on this medication that's supposed to make me feel better? Like, maybe you should be on the ADD medication, which will make it like a, a, I always say it's like a light turns on when I'm medicated versus when I'm not. Like, I'm no longer in the dark. And it's not to say I don't, because I'm medicated and things can still get pretty clusterfucky around here. <laughs> um, but like, 
it's better than what it's like non-medicated. Right. So I believe in medication. It's helped me. I believe I have people who do the holistic natural way, and that's a lot of work, but mm-hmm. it's worth it for them, and that's works, and I'm supportive of that as well. Um, but honestly, I just hate to think of so many people feeling so alone in their world and their thoughts and thinking that why is it this so hard? It shouldn't be so hard for me, you know? It's the worst feeling. It's horrible. I don't like anybody feeling like that. It makes me sad. Agreed. Um, so with that, we're going to have to wrap this on up because we're over time. Every time that ADHD we think we're going to do a short and me. <laughs> episode. <laughs> Every time we think we're going to do a short episode, it's always like. Well, we're getting better. We're reining it in. I think we're doing okay. So, again, remember we said go to our website, rsvpmavy.com, yes. uh, and hit the subscribe button. You can even download a workbook that's there that you, you will subscribe and opt in, and you get the free download in your email. Um, and it's a good little workbook on journaling. Um, it's 50 pages, so it's pretty intense. But it's good. It's a good one. And... Um, when you are subscribed, you will be able to know when we open the Patreon account, when mm-hmm. we YouTube in it, when this is dropping, when you'll be put on our email list and you'll okay. be able to hear from us all the time. Yeah, your new BFS. Yeah, for Get sure. to hear all the happenings. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do that. Uh, on that note. Subscribe. We'll catch you all next week. We're Bye. out.